Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're previewing the NFL season with Andrew Hustler Patterson, big Chiefs fan. Yeah, he likes them to win the Super Bowl. Does he like my Vikings this year to at least make the playoffs? All kinds of NFL talk coming up on the podcast. So, Hustler, let's just start with the fact that the NFL season is finally here. Uh, how ready are you to uh, spend 12 hours every Sunday for the next, like, four months watching football? Oh, Christian, great to have, uh, great to talk to you. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm very much ready. I've been through the last couple of weeks of doing fantasy drafts, doing futures bets, talking props with uh, my buddy Dustin Nielsen, and now it is go time. We've got a game tonight, uh, folks. I hope you set your lineups, uh, got your picks in for your pools, because uh, it's showtime tonight, and what a matchup to kick things off. Yeah, the first matchup's always a fun one, Bills and Rams. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. They're at the defending champs, who have the fourth lowest odds of winning the Super Bowl here. Bills favored in tonight's matchup. Do you buy the Bills buzz? Well, listen, I think the Bills are a really good team. But, I mean, I'm frankly stunned that they're a the Super Bowl favorite. And by a pretty significant margin right now, if you look at most of the books. I mean, listen, they had a great schedule. And people love the story of the Bills as well. I mean, this is a team that, has had uh, has gone through a lot. They've been near the bottom for basically the better part of the last few decades since they had those unfortunate trips to the Super Bowl. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm a bit surprised that there is so much hype going into this season for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, they lost Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, who was a big part of that offense. Um, but, I mean, they've got a hell of a quarterback. They've got a lot of talent. So I think they should be in the mix but I'd be lying if I didn't if I said that I didn't think they might be a little bit overrated considering the expectations that they are the best team in the NFL going into this season. Well, they should have beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round last year and one of the craziest games you'll ever see. You're a Chiefs fan that that's on the record. So that must have been a heart attack for you. Uh, on the topic of the Chiefs, they lose Tyreek Hill. They're still one of the, the favorites to to win the Super Bowl. How are you feeling about their spot in the NFL pecking order right now? Well, I'm listen, I'm really, I'm excited about this season. I can't wait to see how things uh, shake out. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of focus. If you pay casually attention to the league overall, you know that, oh, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. And that's a big blow to their offense. And absolutely, that's true. But when you look at the history of, first of all, Andy Reid, and the way that he has been able to win consistently in the NFL, especially when he has an elite quarterback. Um, I, I think you realize that, you know, this Kansas city chiefs team still has so much more to give. And in a lot of ways, I think from an offensive perspective, I think they might be even more difficult to game plan for right now, because, you know, certainly you've got Travis Kelsey is probably the number one, most consistent target. Uh, but you bring in Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and dra draft Sky Moore. Um, it'll be a different-looking Chiefs offense. But as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, who, for my money, is still the best quarterback in the National Football League, um, they absolutely should be a big contender right now. And it is sort of funny from a Chiefs fan perspective to see a lot of the narratives going around that, you know, this is not Mahomes' time anymore and that the, the Chiefs sort of, their windows closed. 
I sort of laugh at that right now, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the one thing I will say this, and I kind of understand why it's a little bit harder for a team like the Chiefs is the division that they're in. I joked on my show, Christian, that the NFL, who always knows how to squeeze every last dime out of the viewing public, should have put the AFC West games on a pay-per-view package <laughs> this year because, I mean, you look at Russell Wilson in Denver, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, a Chargers team that was already incredibly stacked, although sometimes can't get out of their own way. Um, you can make an argument that every one of those teams could not only challenge for the division, but for the AFC. So it is, it's going to be phenomenal. And those AFC West games this year are going to be must-watch television. Agreed. The Chargers do have that long-time entrenched DNA of just shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm not entirely sure that the... Devontae Adams switch will make a huge difference. I think history shows that free agent receiver signings tend to actually not have gigantic impacts. But looking over the course of the AFC, let's talk about the Bengals, who last year made a surprise run to the Super Bowl. Of course, we thought it probably should have been Kansas City in that game. And you're probably still not quite over that. But the Bengals (laughs) into the Super Bowl. Oftentimes, these teams that show up in the Super Bowl as surprises tend to fall off the cliff a little bit the Super Bowl loss hangover we've seen that a lot over the years but this team seems like they're probably gonna be a team that doesn't fall into that at least on paper right I'm with you I think Cincinnati is a is a really really good team now I think I'd still put them below the Bills below the Chiefs in the landscape of the AFC but I mean, I'm buying them in the AFC North. I know there's a lot of people that like Baltimore. Um, I like Cincinnati. And listen, I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow. Um, And as you mentioned, I'm still not entirely over the AFC championship game. But uh, I mean, what can you do? You just got to respect a guy that's come in and done what no one's been able to do. And that's completely turn around that franchise. And uh, with the weapons that they have on offense, um, you know, Obviously, Jamar Chase had that ridiculous season last year, but T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, a elite running back in Joe Mixon, and a line that is getting better, which has to, to protect Joe Burrow. Um, as long as the defense can hold up, I mean, I think they will certainly be a contender. And uh, But to me, it starts with that quarterback play, and that's what's so great about the AFC right now. I mean, you've got, you know, Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, obviously Josh Allen as well. I mean, there are so there are so many elite quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, that is why just making the playoffs is going to be a challenge, even with the expanded road and getting out of the FC, the AFC. Whoever represents that conference will have definitely earned it uh, because there's absolutely going to be no gimmies or even easy games for a one seed once we get to the playoffs. Which brings us to the NFC, where if you're trying to pick seven playoff teams, uh, good luck. I think you might be able to get to six, but that's not as easy. It's definitely more top-heavy. Tampa Bay is still regarded as one of the teams to beat in the NFC, the favorite in that conference at the moment, depending on where you look. Tom Brady's 45 years old, Andrew. Is it ever going to run out for him? Man, (laughs) I've been saying it's going to for the better part of the last 10 years, Christian. So I might not be the best guy to ask this question. I've been waiting for it. Um, He's just incredible. And, you know, the the level that he played last year, uh, you know, at 44. um, I mean, at this point, I've given up doubting Brady a long, long time ago. 
Um, Tampa is going to be interesting, though. I mean, uh, Chris Godwin's kind of nicked up from that uh, injury that cost him the end of the season. He'll be coming back. They've got great offensive weapons. They've got Tom uh, Tom Brady. Although the coaching change is interesting. I mean, I think that could be a factor. But when you look at that division overall, I mean, I think the Saints, you know, they've got a new head coach. And obviously, Jameis Winston is the quarterback. Uh, I, I think they've got a strong defense that will be in the mix. I don't expect anything from Atlanta. And to be honest, if we're talking about a team that's a little bit off the radar, um, that's an underdog to make the playoffs, that I'm actually expecting much more from Carolina? is the Carolina, oh, is the Carolina Panthers. I'm uh, Listen, I'm a Baker guy. I thought he got done dirty in Cleveland last year. He was playing injured. He did everything he could to help that team win. And they won more with him than they had probably in the past 20, 25 years. I mean, let's not forget, they've made the playoffs. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. That's no small task for Cleveland over the years. And we know the chip that lies on Baker Mayfield's shoulder. It's going to be the size of a boulder this year playing with Carolina. I think they've got a lot of nice playmakers in DJ Moore. And of course, Christian McCaffrey, who went at the top of pretty much everybody's fantasy drafts this year. So I'm uh, I'm sort of bullish on the Panthers to be a team that pushes for the playoffs. And hey, every single year we see a team come from nowhere, often mm-hmm. laughed in their division to win. So if you're looking for a long shot, maybe to throw a nickel down on and see what happens. I, I have to admit, I stared down the 11 to one at Carolina in their division, but you can get more than three to one on them to make the playoffs right now. And uh, I'm sort of pulling for Baker in Carolina to turn that thing around. And, and God knows Matt rule needs it. I know he got a seven year deal, but the way the first couple of years have gone since he left Baylor and joined Carolina, it's been ugly. And I think there's a lot of pressure with the new ownership to get this right this season. And uh, I'm optimistic that we're going to be talking about Carolina at the end of the season as a team that potentially could be in the postseason tournament. A thing we have to remember when you're looking at futures and and starting the NFL season is that there's usually four or five teams that are good last year that are bad this year and four or five teams that were bad last year make the playoffs this year. There's usually a lot of turnover in terms of who makes the playoffs, even now with the expanded 14-team postseason. Arizona made the postseason last year. That NFC West looks a lot different now with Russell Wilson out. The Seahawks look like they're going to stink. Uh, The 49ers have Trey Lance now, though Jimmy G is still there as a backup. What is your look at that division? Because the Rams are still going to be good. Are the Niners and Trey Lance going to be a difference maker? Do you think Jimmy G gets some starts this year? Uh, well, it's funny you ask that because I do like the Niners and I'm actually picking the Niners to win the NFC. Oh. Um, and part of the reason for that is the fact that they ended up restructuring that deal and keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, I will admit I am. I think that there is certainly a real upside of Trey Lance if he comes in and is the player that they thought they were getting when they drafted him out of Fargo with what the third overall mm-hmm. pick and everything. They traded to get him. I mean, there is a ceiling there. I'm not sure that that happens right away. And the way I interpreted that move, and for folks that don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo had to uh, was getting a giz contract fully guaranteed on the 30th of April uh, of August, and it was not going to work for for San Francisco. So it was expected he would be traded. What they ended up doing was restructuring the deal. So he's with the team for this year. He can't be traded, and he can't be franchised, and he'll be a free agent next year. I really took that as 
maybe less of a vote of confidence for Trey Lance, knowing that, you know, if things don't go well, they need to have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's proven that, listen, he did come up short in the big game, but they've been a very, very good team. And to me, San Francisco, it comes down to Kyle Shanahan and the personnel that he and John Lynch have been able to set up. I love their defense. I think they're able to run the football with that offensive line as well as just about anyone in the National Football League. And keeping Debo Samuel and George Kittle in the fold, I think they've got a lot there. And to be honest, they should have beaten the Rams in the playoffs last year in the first place. So I still think that they're above it. And back to Arizona, I don't know, man. I think Arizona's a little bit of fool's gold. I think missing DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the regular season um, will be impactful to them. And when you're in a division with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McBay as head coaches, I'm sorry, but Cliff Kingsbury is in another area code than those guys, and it's not north. It is south. So um, if we're looking for a team from that division to not be in the playoffs, I think Arizona's the logical pick. I expect both the Rams and Niners to be there, and I'm most excited about the potential of the Niners getting back to the Super Bowl and winning a very uh, a very uh, tight but I but to your point uh, a, a NFC where I think you could make an argument for a good handful maybe a half a dozen teams could be the best by the end of the season are you buying the Philly buzz as well that I'm seeing the last little bit well <laughs> listen I know that they've got a lot of talent on the club and I've heard people that are pretty in the know talk about the depth of talent on both sides of the football from like one to 53. Uh, But that being said, I mean, if you're going to beat teams like San Francisco and the Rams, um, you know, you're going to need to have elite quarterbacking and offensive ability. I don't like their running back group at all. I've been burned from Miles Sanders in the past. Uh, Take it for me on that. And listen, Jalen Hurts, I think, is an exciting player and certainly he's going to run for quite a bit of yards and people love him in fantasy football, but I'm not sure I'd rather have Jalen hurts as my guy going up against the likes of Brady of Matt Stafford, even a Dak Prescott in Dallas. So that's sort of where I'm at on that situation as we get into the season. And finally, the NFC North, the home of my beloved and hated at the same time, Minnesota Vikings, they are, uh, looking better, I think, this year, but Green Bay's still the favorite in that division. I've never placed a bet on sports before, but I'm thinking I'm going to lay a little bit on Vikings futures because I just have a feeling that this season could be decent for them. Are you with me on that? You know what? I am. I am. And you know what? Listen, I got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, Matt LaFleur has, uh, he's, you know, by numbers, I believe the winningest coach ever i mean he comes in they win 13 games they go to the playoffs and then disappoint their fans uh with a miserable performance in the postseason but the vikings you know with o'connell coming in as head coach with justin jefferson i think poised to be maybe the offensive player of the year in the national football league this season and an entirely healthy team going into this game and game week one against the packers I really do think they are poised to legitimately challenge Green Bay for that division. And I'll tell you what, I mean, when it comes to odds, um, you're looking at more than two to one on the Vikings to win that division. And uh, I think with the loss of Devontae Adams, the young receivers that are going to be moving into Green Bay, it's going to be a lot on the backfield in the running game right now. And I just think the gap has really closed. And to be honest, I think the Vikings have so much talent. They've really underachieved over the last few years. So I'm with you and a lot of my friends that are Viking fans in and around Manitoba. Uh, I think the Vikes are going to be a playoff team. And uh, 
I'll tell you what, I am with you with a little sprinkle on the Vikes to win the NFC North. Yeah, it's the reason I want to bet on them is because if they're finally good in the regular season, I get rewarded before they rip my heart out in the playoffs because <laughs> yes. it's inevitably going to happen. Uh, before I let you go, Hustler, just quickly, right now, September 8th, who's your Super Bowl pick? Well, uh, listen, I believe in Kansas City and I believe in the Chiefs. I think this is, uh, to be honest, going to be a Patrick Mahomes scorched earth revenge tour reminding the Skip Baylesses and Bart Scotts why they're known for terrible takes, which some of the things that we've heard so far this year. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about all those other quarterbacks. There's nobody that has a resume like Patrick Mahomes, and I think he'll feel some real unfinished business with the way last year's uh, team finished, last year's season finished with that crazy second half and Joe Burrow getting it done for the Bengals. And uh, I actually think it's going to be a rematch of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Kansas City and San Francisco going back at it. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo actually was a guy that played significant amounts this season. So um, I'm going to go Chiefs and I'm going to go Niners. And uh, hopefully for my case, my guys will win. But I think those are the two best teams right now. And uh, But sign me up for another Chiefs-Bills playoff game uh, coming up in January if we can get it. Awesome stuff, Hustler. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Enjoy all the football. Thanks, Christian. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to.